0: This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. This is the Eye on Preps podcast, bringing you the best in prep sports from across the state. With our award winning sports reporters Chip Souza from the Hog Sports Network and Eric Taylor from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette.
1: And welcome to the playoff edition of the I own Preps podcast. I'm Chip Sousa with the Hog Sports Network, and I'm joined by Eric Taylor of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, who's kind of battling a little back injury today, but he is toughing it out. He's a team player, and he's here with us today.
2: What's happening, ET? Uh, I'm making it, man. I'm, I'm trying to survive. If you see me grimace every once in a while, man, just just look overlook it, man. Overlook it. You just
1: got to play through the pain.
2: Play through the pain, man. Hey, you got gotta got love it, man. I I don't uh I don't have the uh the 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 millions to, to have the treatment that these other guys have, man. So I had to get it done with the uh, cortisone and, and then uh, what's this, the other little cream that, that smells? Uh,
1: yeah, a little, uh, little Bengay, something like that. Bengay, exactly, yeah. Bengay. So
2: stuff like that. <laughs> and a massager, man. So toughen it out, brother. toughen it out.
1: There you go. Well, you, you're you all about that toughness, man. Bring a toughness <laughs> to the show. Uh, ET, man, we're going to start. We're going to kind of run our way through the classifications of uh, the playoff results of last week, season two, because everybody was in playoff action last week. There were no buys in the second round, only in the first round. So everybody was in action last week. And we're going to start in 7A, where ET, there were not really any surprises.
2: We didn't surprise it at all. Uh, I'll I take that back. For for a while, uh, Benville West gave Conway the, a, a real scare, I thought, there. And that kind of surprised me a little bit. Now, the final outcome, uh, wasn't shocking uh, at all. Uh, so and then Southside giving Fayetteville a tussle, a, a scare late uh, Friday. You know Fayetteville I think, control that game, uh, but you know Southside again they they did what we've been saying gonna do all year long. They they were gonna give you trouble. Uh, they didn't lay down. They came back and, and made it a battle, man.
1: So Bentonville wins. It's it's a game, uh, first game uh, after getting by in the first week. Carter and I, big game for them. Uh, 20 to 28, 431 yards, four touchdowns for Bentonville. They beat Cabot 40, 42 14. Uh, as Eric mentioned, Bryant 56, Rogers 32, the five time defending state champs, E, 600 yards of offense.
2: Man, wow. you know, and again, and we talked, you know, before we started, I and mean, it was one of those games where it was almost ho hum for Bryant. I mean, they got out to a, like a 35 3 lead, I believe it was in the second quarter. Yeah. And they just kind of, you know, almost lost the interest, you know, and, and Rodgers, again, from start to finish, they kept kept coming, kept playing. Uh, and, and Kawhi Sanders and Brian was not happy after the game, man. I mean, literally, he, like, he stayed on the field maybe three minutes, uh, and he led into those guys. And then, you know, it carried <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah. Me and him was talking after the fact, man, and you still still fired up. He wasn't happy about the defensive ever they gave, man. Like I said, and I give credit to Rodgers because they never quit. You know, they they kept coming. Dane Williams went out, uh, I think, midway, yeah. second quarter for the game. Jeff Regan came in and played well. Great sophomore. Uh, uh, The running back played well. Braxton Lindsay, again, the the, the guy on defense was was a monster. So those guys never quit, man, and, 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 you know, kudos to them. But, again, you know, Quad, uh, he demands uh, a lot out of his group, you know, and he takes a lot of pride on their defense side of the ball, man. And they didn't play well defensively. Offensively, I mean, 600 yards is 600 yards. You know, they pretty much did what they wanted when they had the ball, but it's just that. You know, Rogers was putting together long drives and Brian couldn't get a stop. And, uh, you know, so that he wasn't happy. But I can just about guarantee you that'll be a focal point (laughs) this week leading up to another another big game Friday, man.
1: Well, Conway 63, Bentonville West 48, a game you alluded to. Bentonville West hung in there with Conway and they kind of stood toe to toe with them. And and they
2: led for a little bit of this game, too, like late in the second quarter. They did, man. You know, and again, you know, it's playoffs and things like that. No one's going to lie down at all. You know, guys are going to keep coming, man. And West came down. And uh, put up a lot of fight, man, with the, with the Conway squad.
1: 63-48 Conway gets that one. Donovan Amolo, a guy that we've talked about a few times on this podcast, five yeah. touchdown passes <laughs> for the Wampus Cats. And then also in 7A, the other game, Fayetteville 30, Southside 24. Uh, Fayetteville um, was given a lot tougher game than maybe a lot of people thought they would. We knew Southside would come in and bring it hard and, and show no quit. They didn't. Uh, for Fayetteville, good running game. Uh, Christian Setzer, 24 carries, 143 yards uh, for right. the Purple Dogs. Of course, Drake Lindsey, uh, 26 to 34, 306. Fayetteville advances uh, on to the semifinals. In 6A, e, the best game of the weekend, I think, in my opinion, PA 27, Marion 26. Brandon Cobb hits Andrew Fiser with no time on the clock to give. PA a 27-26 win.
2: Man, the only time I guess you can feel comfortable with with beating PA is if you're up when the zeros on the clock. Uh I mean, and I had to to, to I read the story and, and was looking at some of the stats, but I saw a video of the actual final play. And man, I mean, uh, you know, but, yeah, Brandon threw it up and Andrew went up and got it, man. And, and <laughs> I was like, wow, amazing. Wow. Uh, Also in
1: 6A, Benton, uh, no surprise, 62-21 over Greenbrier. Big game for Drew Davis, their sophomore quarterback. Five touchdown passes in that one. And then Braylon Russell, the running back who's committed to Arkansas, 179-yard rushing, two touchdowns for Benton. They get the win there big time against Greenbrier. Uh, uh, And also in 6A, uh, Greenwood, 56, Mountain Home, 14. Big game, rushing game for Brayden Davis, 18 carries, 184 yards, four touchdowns for Greenwood. And then Little Rock Christian, they they get the win, 52-28. A high-scoring game against Van Buren. The Warriors right. advance to the semifinals
2: behind their big quarterback, Walker White, who's committed to Auburn.
3: Hey, the,
2: the, the top four, they honestly probably went like I thought they would. Uh, you know, and, and credit to – you know, I know that the final score doesn't indicative of Mountain Home. You know they 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 came in that Greenwood game and you know yeah. honestly no one expected them to beat Greenwood. They came in and played well for a half. They did. They I, did. I want say maybe a fourteen point game at the half or something like that. And Greenwood, of course, you know realized okay, hey, we're we're about to go to the semifinals and do our customary you on post Thanksgiving, yep, but uh, whatnot and and uh, pulled away. But yeah, kudos to, to Mountain Home man. They they played. Uh, Play tough and play hard,
1: man. Absolutely. In Class 5A, Shiloh Christian, a big road win. They go down to Valley View 42-30. Shiloh gets that win. Uh, Bo Williams ran for three touchdowns. Shiloh intercepted four times. They intercepted uh, Valley View four times. And, E, you're you're not going to beat a team like Shiloh. Not going to probably beat anybody throwing four
2: picks. No, not, especially shallow Christian man, and, and with, you know that's kind of surprising that that you know uh, Valley View did that. But again, like you said, you, you throw four passes and, and they get intercepted by shallow. You're you're not gonna win. I, I know no matter who you are. Nope. I mean, with, not against that team and that program, it's not happening, man. And, uh, and that, that happened with Valley View and 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 shallow made them play.
1: Yep. Uh, Pine Bluff 41, uh, Hot Springs, uh, Lakeside 28. Uh, Landon Holcomb, big, big, big game for the Zebras. Five touchdown passes in that one as Pine Bluff gets the win there. Camden Fairview, a team that's kind of a little bit up and down this year, but, man, in the playoffs they've been really good. They beat Southside Batesville 47-30.
2: How about those Cardinals, E? Hey, You know know what? They, they, you know, outside of of Parkview – Fairview has had a, a really good year, you know, in, in 5A, you know, and, and they're showing it right now. You yeah. know, going on the road, you know, back to back weeks uh and and got wins, man. So they <laughs> they they're getting it done right now.
1: Absolutely. Uh part view, no surprise here. 35 6 against Mills, uh, the number one Patriots. I mean, they they led 28-0 at halftime, were, were uh, really never threatened. Uh Eric McGee and uh Montario Elston, uh big games
2: for for uh for Parkview. I I mean, I, do, I mean we come to kind of expect this with Parkview. Uh, you know, no, no surprise that they they do what they do uh, and you know just keep it rolling and, <laughs> and no shots at all, man. Not um, at all. Although that was a, a robbery game, so to speak. Um, but again, you know, they come out and end handle business. You know, that's what you want out, out of a group like that. Brad bowden has got those boys rolling. Exactly. <laughs> In class
1: four a CAC, how about their game 5950 against Nashville?
2: It was a high-scoring game, which I, I think most of us thought it would be. Uh, Grayson Wilson. Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, what can you say about that kid? I mean, he just – he does it every week. You know, kind of reminds me of Drake Lindsay at Fairville. You know, Grayson is going to get it done, man, with his arm, his legs, and he's going to do whatever needs to be done to get those guys wins. And uh, a really, really good game, back-and-forth game, I think for a while there with Nashville. and uh, But, you know, those are old rivals. And expect nothing different when they play each other, man.
1: E, this was a rematch of the state championship game last year, and this was no game at all, man. Harding Academy 58, Malvern 34, big-time win uh, for Harding Academy, rolled to a big win. Owen Miller, their quarterback, uh, ran and passed Harding to this win, uh, passing 16 of 18 for 237 and then rushing 124 yards, accounted for five total touchdowns against the defending 4A state champs.
2: I'm pretty sure Harding had that game circled uh, when the have. brackets came out. You know, hey, we can get this. We'll get there. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> you know, and uh, they came out. And I think, you know, Malvern. I think it was tough for about a quarter and a half, two quarters. But then uh, Harding and, and, and Mr. Miller, man, they they took over and uh, one going away.
1: They did. Uh, Elkins 56, Monticello 6. Uh, most of Elkins' uh, stars just played a half in this game. Uh, their quarterback, Dizzy Dean, 17 to 23, 130 yards, three touchdowns only in the first half. And then their running back Deshaun Chairs, 165 yards, rushing four TDs in one half of play. And then they were spectators in the second half and got rested up because they're gonna need
2: all they got this week. <laughs> Exactly, man. That, I, again, I, I've been saying this since, I guess, week zero, week one. Uh, this is the Elkins team, man. Hey, they, they were my, my, my sleeper, but, I mean, dude, they, they do it every week, putting the points, and, they, and their defense is awfully good because they shut teams down. Hey, I mean, what can you say? Uh, <laughs> but you, like you said, they're going to need a lot of that to come this week, man.
1: <laughs> they will. In Class 3AE, what about this game? Prescott, a team that's been rolling all year long, man, they had to they had to hang the hang on with fingernails and toenails mm-hmm. and whatever to beat Fordyce. Seven to six had to hold off a two point conversion there at the end of the game to uh, to advance. Those two arrivals, as well. You know, yeah. anytime
2: they play, it's mm. going to always be a battle, no matter what the records are. They played earlier in the year. I think Prescott won that one six, 16, 17 0, something of that nature. Uh, but it was a similar game. Defense is kind of and I think Prescott uh, got a couple uh, in the second half, kind of pulled away. But hey, I mean, I was surprised at the low scoring as it was in this one. Uh, and the Fordites nearly. Uh, it yeah. came off with it, man. Yeah, well, it <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, they, they were right there. They yeah. were. But, again, Prescott made one more play than four. dice, did, man, and escaped.
1: We'll have a new champion in Class 3A2. Uh, uh, Charleston goes down 35-27 to Bismarck. Charleston had a lead in this game, Ian. Man, Bismarck came roaring back, man, and, and scored 28 unanswered points against the Tigers to knock off the defending state champions.
2: I saw Bismarck, you know, last year in, in week one, I think against Prescott, uh, and they played well, and I saw them once this year. And that team last year I saw, they were young. And so I kind of figured they would be a really good team this yeah. year, and you've got to be good to go to Charleston and, and, and get a win, man. Absolutely. I mean, you, you got to be good, and so kudos to, to, to Bismarck.
1: Absolutely. And what about Mark Tree and 2A? Man, what kind of season are they having man it's been it's been like uh, what 50 years or something like that <laughs> since they've been in the, in the you know in the third round of the semifinals and uh you know after they knocked off hazen the week before and and then this week they knocked off Murfreesboro 2814 uh to get to the semifinals man so congratulations to those guys.
2: They they are a really really good team, man. As a matter of fact, you know that their entire conference that they're in up there with with EPC and those guys is it, a good conference. And you know for them, I, I'm really not surprised. I saw them a few times earlier this year, uh, primarily online, but just looking at their scores and seeing what they're doing. I hey, they, they they're proving their worth right now. You know, winning uh, last week against the defending champs and then coming in and, and winning, knocking off a number one seed. Uh, this past Friday, hey, and, and they're, they're back in the semi First time in a long time, man. They're there.
1: 1972, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenyon, long before I was thought of, man. Yeah, Kenyon Carter, their quarterback, had a big game, accounted for four touchdowns in that game. I'm telling you what, man, if you're Bigelow and you're sitting back there going, man, I am so happy that Mark Tree knocked off Murfreesboro because that way we can get – you. you go ahead. You go ahead and think right. –
2: yeah, you might want to change your way of thinking on that one, man.
1: <laughs> you, you, you go ahead and think that way, and then uh, then all your boys can have uh, dates the next Friday night because you'll be available. They'll, and there you go. They're going to have their hands full, man, that's for sure. Uh, absolutely. So we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll be joined by Richard Davenport of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and he'll bring us the latest in recruiting. This is the Eye Preps podcast. We'll be right back.
0: Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a digital plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20 plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on WholeHogSports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479 684 5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go, hogs.
1: We're back with the Eye on Preps podcast. I'm Chip Seuss with the Hog Sports Network, and I'm now joined by Richard Davenport with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. R.D., well, how's it shaking on this Monday?
3: Oh, man, it's kind of nice, uh, kind of knowing right now that uh what what the decision was going to be about coach Pittman and and now we can just focus on going forward
1: anybody uh Richard who's never who's not in this business who's never never gone through Mm. a coaching search it's those are never never ever fun to do and uh I was uh I I was not disappointed (laughs) when that news came out yesterday that uh that that uh, coach Pittman's going to be back and uh you know, I'm, and I think they made the right decision, and uh, hopefully that holds that recruiting class together. R.D., are you hearing anything along those lines today?
3: No, not really. I, I think the kids were just, uh, you know, that they they were hoping, obviously, uh, to hear the news, and uh, uh, right now, now, you know, th- there's no uncertainty, and that's the biggest problem with uh, recruiting when there's uncertainty about yeah. a future, you know, the future of a staff, and and now that, you know, these guys know that, hey, we're going to be playing for Coach Pittman and this staff next year, uh, that that kind of eliminates a lot of, uh, you know, discomfort and, and uncertainty and and just everything that goes with it when you're committed to a school. And then other guys that you, you're recruiting that you feel like that you're close on, you know, that also gives you kind of a, a boost too. So yeah. uh, uh, it's uh, – it, it's it, – and plus, let's let's face it, these these guys are they're human beings. They have families, and and uh, it's not just uh, Coach Pittman and uh, the ten position coaches. It's the support staff and all and about forty fifty people uh, yeah. in that building besides the. Uh, the coaching staff that, that would be in, impacted. So uh, I'm ha- I'm happy for all involved.
1: Me too. Me too. Rd, we were talking. Uh, Eric and I were talking about last week's uh, playoff games involving you know the schools around the state and those Arkansas commitments. Uh, you know, just continue to have big games. Uh, the quarterback at at uh, at uh, CAC, huge game, huge game. Uh, CJ Brown for Bentonville, huge game. Uh, talk about those guys, Braylon Russell, you know, guys like that. They're having good seasons out there that Arkansas can expect to uh, sign with them here in a couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I, one thing that really impressed me with C.J. Brown is I think he's improved his speed since last year. Uh, it, it, his acceleration, once he gets the ball, it's it, it just seems like at a different level. And obviously, I, I think that's good bodes well for the future and he'll only continue to get faster once he gets uh, to Arkansas and gets in the, uh, in the, uh, in the weight program. But uh, yeah, you're right. He's, he's, uh, he's well over a uh, thousand yards receiving uh, Braylon Russell. I think, uh, and I had his uh, stats and you probably, I think he had over a hundred yards he rushing did. and receiving uh, on Friday, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, I'm going off my poor memory. And then uh, Grayson uh, Wilson, I-, I tell you what, he, wow. I think he's only got three interceptions this year and that, that, that tells you he's got a good football IQ, takes coaching well. And then uh, like uh, Eric said earlier, I mean, he does it with his feet. He does it uh, with his legs, uh, with his arm and he makes good decisions. He's got a, a, a very, very nice arm uh, above average uh, velocity. So uh, yeah, I, I think all, all the guys in, in state far as uh uh, the commitments have uh, had good seasons. Uh, Kobe Brennan, uh, uh, he, he, I think he's graded right around yeah. uh, 94% and uh, uh, for the year, and uh, he, he had a good season, too, at the on the offensive line.
1: That's uh, over at Southside. And we talked about that a little bit, uh, Richard, with uh, uh, Eric and I, about how uh, Southside really, I mean, they really stood toe-to-toe with Fayetteville uh, last Friday night, and that's because of that offensive line, which he's a big part of. Uh, but that offensive line at Southside was anchored. Uh, by him. And, uh, you know, Arkansas is getting a good and they, and they need them. They, they, they need those big, ugly guys up front. They need all of them. They can get.
3: Yeah. And that's, that's the thing that they need to do. Obviously you you continue to recruit on the offensive line and, but you got to keep them on campus that uh, we can go back to the first two classes of Sam Pittman's uh, uh, first two years and, and, we can kind of pinpoint the problem with what's going on right now with the offensive line. Three of the guys in the first class, they're, they're not no longer on campus. Right. Three, the three guys in the second class, only one's contributing. The other two haven't even seen the field yet. Those guys would, you know, obviously be a little bit more mature, uh, be more physically mature if they had, you know, stayed on campus. And, And if instead of just one contributing, you had two or three contributing we might not even be talking about this whole because uh, yeah. the offensive line, usually third, fourth year, that's when you see guys yeah. uh, from high school to uh, to college uh, start contributing and, and start to be able to hold up physically in the SEC. And, they, and they've kind of had to do some patchworks with some younger guys. And and the younger guys are very talented, but the, they're still young. And uh, I think next year, you're going to see a little bit of an improvement on, on, on those guys and and uh, the, the, they'll kind of have the mentality, been there, done that, and obviously be stronger. And uh, and obviously I, I think Coach Pittman kind of hit on it, that they're going to be uh, focusing on the portal. And and junior college, they added a junior yeah, college offensive lineman saw that. in uh, this weekend for an official visit, 6'7", uh, 340 pounds. Jaquan uh, Bolden from, uh, east, uh, uh, from Mississippi Junior College, uh, visited and, and seemed like it went well, but uh, that, it all goes back to those first two classes, if you ask me.
1: It does, and, and R.D., what a lot of people don't understand is that uh, when kids are in high school and they're large, um, they're able to have their way with, with a lot of their opponents because their opponents are not you know, as large as them, and so they, they although they look to be physical, um, it's a difference when you're playing against guys that are your size and you know and and as strong as you are stronger. So it takes time, and I know I know guys in high school, they lift, you know they, they do lift, but it's nothing like having a full time strength and conditioning coach like you get on a college campus that can turn that uh, three hundred twenty pounds of of uh, somewhat muscle into three hundred twenty pounds of you know you know, real muscle. And that just takes time. It takes time for that to develop and time to, to build that, and um, not to mention the footwork and all that that goes into it. Um, rarely do you see a dude that can step from a high school campus to the college campus on, as an offensive lineman and make an impact. It, it
3: rarely do you see that. You're exactly right. You see it once in a while, uh, the Sean Andrews and, and uh, people like that. Uh, but uh, that – you may see one or two of those uh, every ten years or uh, fifteen years uh, but uh that that's that's the that's the thing. You need to put them in the oven uh, uh, kind of and give them a little seasoning and yep. uh, three or four years uh they if if they're uh, able to contribute, that's when they they should be contributing.
1: RD, got a question for you here. I'm saying in my in my opinion, Jason Peters is the best professional football player. Who's ever come out of the University of Arkansas? T- fight me on that.
3: It's hard to uh, disagree just because uh, my guy, he's going on his 20th year. He's 40. What is he, 40? Yeah. And he's played for uh, last I saw it was the Seattle Seahawks. Incredible. I can't imagine 40, 40 years old, uh, 330, 340, 350 pounds, whatever he is, still going strong and playing at a high level. Uh, and, and, and he, he was a dominant offensive lineman, uh, uh, and, you know, earlier in his career yeah. uh, and I, I don't, I don't know if he's, you know, what he was, uh, when he was in his twenties and early thirties, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, an argument to be said about that when you play for so long at a high level and yep. uh, it just blows me away that, and, and how, how he can uh, be so effective at 40 years old and. Because you you start to slow down and the aches start to show up and uh, but uh, yeah I mean it, it's amazing it just just to think that he and Sean Andrews were on the same were yeah next to next to one another on the offensive line even though he was technically a tight end. Oh my God, that 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 was unfair to anybody uh, going against those guys.
1: Well, and kudos to Houston Nutt for seeing that and and uh, you know and and getting you know Jason Peters here and and uh, helping him develop and, and that kind of thing. But uh, you got to give
3: uh, not to interrupt, but you got to give Bobby Allen a lot him of credit. too. He's yeah. the one that found him. And, and and the thing was, he he never he he was never in the weight room in uh, in high school. He played basketball. He, he was in. He did track and field. And and, and you, you, he obviously saw his athleticism and, and and his size, but to to know that you know he had never really been in the weight room that wow. much, uh, <laughs> that's that's what that's that's what took him to the next level. And the guy was just a freakish athlete, athletic guy.
1: Wow. Well, uh, Richard, the uh, early signing period for footballs coming up. Uh, I think it's like December the 14th, uh, thirteen, fourteenth, fifty, somewhere in there. It's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Um, how many of the guys that uh, that that are in still in this class of I think there's 18 commitments? Do you think are going to be early enrollees?
3: Oh, you know I I I, I compiled a list uh, a few months ago, and it and I, I can't remember exactly, but I think it's the majority of them.
1: Okay, okay. Uh,
3: I, I I need to go back and especially right now and uh, check on that and I posted it on – I'm pretty sure I posted it on the board, but uh, I think the majority of them – What the, how much of a majority, I, I can't say off the top of my head, but uh, a large uh, portion of them will be on campus uh, in January.
1: Good deal, good deal. Well, R.D., as always, man, we appreciate it for uh, people wanting to know more about recruiting and stay on top of it. Richard has a column in the Democrat Gazette three days a week. He also has a column on HoHogsports.com, so you can follow Richard also on the X – um, and uh, keep you up with the latest in recruiting. Man, Richard, we always appreciate it. Thank you for being on with us, and uh, we will catch you back here next week. All
3: right, buddy. We'll see you guys.
1: We're going to take another break right here. When we come back, Eric Taylor will join us again, and we're going to talk about some absolute awesome games that are going to be played this week in the third round of the high school playoffs. We'll be right back with the Ion Preps podcast.
0: Get the latest breaking news on all Arkansas Razorback sports at wholehogsports.com. Our award-winning reporters and photographers go beyond game recaps to bring our subscribers the most trusted Razorbacks news anywhere. With expert analysis, the latest in recruiting, plus unique and compelling stories of your favorite teams. Subscribe today at wholehogsports.com.
1: And we are back with the final segment of the I own Preps podcast. I'm Chip Souza with the Hog Sports Network, joined by again by Eric Taylor with the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Et man, the, if you could be in multiple places at one time this week, this would be the place. This would be the time to do it because man, there is going to be some outstanding games Friday night.
2: There won't be any shortage of games in every part of the state to go check out. If you yeah. want to watch some high school football, and, and good high school football games at like that, man. I'm not, telling not you. talking to any, 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 uh, any slouches in in, in in any of them, man. If you nope. want to watch a good game, I guarantee you there's one available close somewhere. You just kind of close your eyes, circle, and put your finger and, on the map, and you're going to get Exactly. One. Man. <laughs> exactly,
1: man. Man, so let's start in 7 eight Bentonville at Bryant. Uh, Bryant, the five-time defending state champions. For those of you who thought they were going to take a step back when Buck James left to go over to Conway, guess what? They did not. They did not. Man. They did not.
2: And they're still loaded. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That's going to be a great game. Then up here in Northwest Arkansas, just past the tunnel on I-49, Conway at Fayetteville E. This game, man. If you think, if you think Conway, if you think Conway and Bentonville West put up points last week,
2: what is this one going to be? This is going to be high scoring, man. I think they played last year in the playoffs. I think I want to say Conway won that one. They did. Uh, but, man, it, this is going to be a high scoring game. Man. I, you know, it, it, again, it may sound cliche, but it may come down who had the ball last. It could be. It could like be. This. Man. 6A, it's going to be just as loaded.
1: I mean, this one, Little Rock Christian at Benton. <laughs> That's going to be a great one, man. E, to me, I, 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 I might not be right about this. To me. Benton is the most complete team in 6A
2: to me. And, and that's including their week uh, – their, their first loss to Bryant. Yeah. You know, and, and people forget about that game. They were right there at 4-half yeah. with Bryant. And then Braylon Russell got went out in the second yep. half. Yep. And, uh, and Bryant pulled on away. And not to say that that was the, the determinant factor, but that was a big huge factor. of what they yeah. had to do. And then you're breaking in, uh, I think, uh, Davis, the sophomore – I think he may have played the half of the game, maybe or whatnot. But since then, they've been different team, you know, yeah. a, a completely different team, yeah. man. And, and this game here, uh, they, they these two teams scrimmage each other uh, during the before the season actually started. And I think Christian won, but I don't think Ben put a whole lot of stock in that one. They're putting plenty of stock in this one. Yes, they are. <laughs> I guarantee you that it'll be a, it'll be a, a, a standing room and crowd. Hey, and, and, and like I'm, I'm with you on that. Ben is probably the most complete team in six a have been. You know, really, pretty much all year. Yeah, and and, exactly. and that's no slight to, to Greenwood. No, not at else. all. Not not yeah, at, yeah. not at all. I mean,
1: Greenwood is a, a is an excellent team, and man, any of these four teams in six A, yeah. just like in seven A, whoever wins a championship will have earned it will because have earned it. You're because exactly right man. because these are great teams. So you got Little Rock Christian going to Benton. You got P A going to Greenwood. Greenwood, uh, you know. Greenwood-Benton is 1 and 1A one or 1A and 1B or however you want to put it. In my mind, uh, I mean, these are the two best teams in 6A, uh, but PA has shown that it, it,
2: it they never out of a game. they <laughs> never out of a game. You, you literally have to beat them when the clocks uh, it says 0. Yeah. I mean and then uh, and in their PA. I mean hey, I mean <laughs> you you literally have to put your foot on their throat and not let up until you better. The, 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 the the buzzer is sounding and cheerleaders and, and everybody's running onto the field.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, man. And so uh great games in 6A, 5A going to be the same thing, man. He talked about Camden Fairview Man, what a what a great little season that they've had, man! And they they have gone on the road twice and and got two big playoff wins.
2: Can they do it again? It's gonna be tough. Uh, but the thing about it is that they're familiar with Parkview. Uh, Parkview uh, got them pretty good a few weeks ago uh, in the same. Uh, I believe mean, they played at, at Little Rock, but if not, I mean Parkview. Parkview is Parkview, and Fairview knows what to expect. So I don't think it'll be any surprises. And with the way they're playing right now, you know, anything can happen. Again, it's it's gonna be tough. And this is probably the probably the toughest assignment of anybody in that's left in the playoffs to beat Parkview on their home field. Yeah. Uh hey, but I mean, hey, again, like you said all the time, and this is why we play the game. Exactly. You know, and they're gonna come in with nothing to lose, uh, everything to gain. And, and I expect
1: them to play it that way. The other semifinal, Pine Bluff comes to Shiloh. Shiloh had to go on the road last week at Valley View. They knocked off a number one seed, so they picked up that number one seed. For this week, they're back at home, where they are hard to beat at home. Pine Bluff e has to make a long, long drive up to up to uh, Northwest
2: Arkansas. Will that be a factor? I think if, if Pine Bluff, well, the, the drive I think may not be as as bad, but if they can avoid being snowed under early, yeah, I mean you can't let Shallow get out to a big league, and because if you do you're playing catch up and you're almost one dimensional at this point and and they that's they're going to feed off that so if they can avoid uh falling into a hole early and control the the, the pace of the game you know it'd be, and it, I expect it to be a good game either either way uh but you know and, but and again in in turn with that shallow uh has a limit pile most big plays yeah. you know last week uh Cory Crutchfield, I think called five pass for almost 300 yards. That's like, what, 50, 60-yard a catch? Yep. You know, <laughs> so they, they had to eliminate Bluff's big plays, and Bluff had to keep from uh, getting into a hole early, you know. And I think both teams will kind of do that, and it will be a good game.
1: I think Shiloh, if I'm not mistaken, Ian, I could be. I, I have been wrong once in my life before. Uh, but <laughs> I, I think Shiloh Christian's last home playoff loss was to Arkadelphia, When Arkadelphia won the second that year, Arkadelphia won the second of their back-to-back state championship games. If you remember, that was the game that that uh, Shiloh's running back the day before had the appendicitis and did not play, and uh, I think that was their last. I may be wrong about that, but I think that's right. I think that was their last home playoff loss, and they have hosted several home playoff games, so they're tough to beat at home. Uh, 4A is in the quarterfinals. E the game that everybody in the state wants to see Friday night in this classification or maybe in any classification. Elkins at Mustang Mountain CAC. This is going to be a wild game.
2: I mean, if you thought 59-50. <laughs> uh, I think 59-50 with, with Nashville yes. last weekend with, with with CAC. This one might end up, you know, in the 70s. You know, and and literally, I expect these offenses go up and down the field, uh, you know. But I, I do think uh, Elkins' defense is a tad bit better. Uh, and if so, if they can get some stops and then turn those stops into points, it, it'll benefit them. But it's it's hard slowing down, you know, Grayson Wilson and those guys at CAC. Yeah. Know, they, they score points, they've done it every week, but so has Elkins. So, I, I like you said, I expect 50 plus from both teams. I and mean, that's just being honest, it's yeah. crazy that may sound for a quarterfinal playoff game. <laughs> I, I, that's kind of what I'm expecting, man.
1: You, you, And I think you may be right on that one, E. I mean, that's going to be a crazy, crazy game. How about in 3A, can Bismarck ride the momentum of going on the road and beating the defending state champion, Charleston? Can they hold on to that momentum and use that to knock off number one Prescott?
2: I, If there's a team that's I think is built to, to beat them as far as matching what Prescott does offensively, Bismarck in, and that's – you know, and of course, Booneville running the ball is is, is stylistically a, a nightmare for anybody as well. Uh, but I think Prescott can go toe to toe with. I mean, uh, Bismarck can go toe to toe with Prescott as far yeah. as matching what they're able to do. It's the, the fact that if, if the consistency with it. You know, you, you can't score one drive, then go three drives without scoring, right? Because Prescott's going to keep scoring and keep putting pressure on you, man. So if they're able to to consistently match what Prescott does and make it a a, a four quarter, three and a half quarter game, hey, anything is happening.
1: You can bet that Bismarck's going to watch that film oh, yeah. of, of the Fordyce game against Prescott, and they're going to go, man, whatever yeah. they did, we want to try to duplicate that same thing, you know, this no week to try to keep uh, Prescott down. Um, yeah. Class 2A, Bigelow at Mark Tree. Mark Tree, what a, what a kind of a storybook season they've had so
2: far. Can they keep this storybook going, E? That's the game. Uh, and honestly, it, it, for me, that's the the, the second uh most anticipated game I'm 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 looking forward to in the entire playoff uh that's left that one and then of course uh Lord Christian Ben and and there's so many good games but yeah. this this Mark tree Bigelow game and Bigelow has been good for for a while of the starts man and and but again Marquette is playing where they've been playing well all year long putting up points uh, knocking off you know one seed left and right uh and and, and it's going to be a good game man and that's going to be a drive and and it's really really going to have man, I I would love to actually go up and and watch that game but of course we've got so many other things going on uh but that's gonna be a good one man it's gonna be a good one absolutely
1: well that is uh the games that are going on this weekend uh we are we are in semifinals in 7a 6a 5a 2a and then in 4a and 3a we're in quarterfinals so uh man we are we are making our way to uh to to the rock we're making our way there Almost there, man. Almost there. That's right. That's (laughs) right. So that's going to wrap up this week's Eye on Preps podcast. Uh, Thanks, Eric, for being on with me, as always. If you want to read more about prep sports, you can catch that in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette or the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It's wall-to-wall prep coverage almost every day. Uh, so you'll want to be sure and check out that, uh, stories and, and stats and, and all that kind of stuff going uh, around the state. So be sure and check out that coverage in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. E, man, I, I, I'm going to have some turkey on Thursday, have me a little turkey, and then, man, I'm, I'm going I'm to watch some good football on Friday. It's going to be a whole lot of football to be watched Friday, that's for sure, man. <laughs> I think I'm going to sneak down to Fayetteville and catch a little of that Conway Fayetteville. Uh, I'm going oh. I'm I'm to I'm have, have a hot dog in one pocket, and, and something else in another pocket, because, man, I might be there for about four or five hours, man, Friday night. That,
2: that game is going to probably be about a four-and-a-half-hour game. Yeah. I can almost guarantee on that one. <laughs> that's,
1: that's a, that's a three-hot-dog game. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. E, thanks for being on with me, man, and I will be back here with you next week on the Iron Preps podcast. Man, if you're out there listening or watching, man, you need to go catch a game Friday night, and it don't matter where you go, just go. Just go, man. There you <laughs> go. Like All right, E,
0: see you next week. All right, brother. The proceeding has been a production of the Hogs Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hogs Sports Network reporters on social media.